Got it. One hell of a show for you tonight. Phil, please, if you will, introduce tonight's guest runner and watch that screen. Welcome to the Signal Fire Podcast, everybody. It's great to have you back. My name is Matt. I'm Chris. Right there. Got your beat. He's looking like <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson tonight. That's right. I've done extra, extra handful of mushrooms, so we should be good. <laughs> Just kidding. Just don't throw any, uh, don't throw any uh, toasters in the bathtubs full of water or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it peaks at White Rabbit. <laughs> oh man those those must have been good times oh yeah well how you doing i'm good how are you yeah good i'm pretty good had a decent week kicked my ass but we're free now so yeah i had a long week as well yeah right man, the man's not happy until they grind you down to the bone every single week you're gonna, you're right. gonna earn that paycheck that's all right. That's that's the name of the game. That's right. We're here to work. That's what mm-hmm. we're made for. Mm-hmm. You, you start giving out handouts and nobody's nobody's working. People lose their sense of purpose. That's right. Works. Works. And it, it depends. You got to find a balance. You know, you can't yeah. just work, 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 work all the time. Um, but you can't just not work. And then, like you said, you lose purpose and shit. So. Yeah. There's a balance. There's a balance that we have to strike in life, I think. Yep. Gotta walk that tightrope. Yep. So there's been a, an action been an action pack week this week. Telling you. I'm gonna say, man. It's been wild, dude. Just just when you thought you couldn't get any more, they bring you a whole nother plate. But, you know, last week we had the Chinese spy balloon. Now they're saying they shot down some just tonight, like the most recent news, I think it's you know if if you flip on the the networks right now, they're talking about they shot down some sin, cylinder-like object that's the size of a car uh, by Canada. It's like, well, what, what, are, what are they trying to do? Is this the this the disclosure here, MD? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I, I I'm starting to think because there's a lot of uh, cylindrical. Uh shaped uh ufos that are spotted all over so who knows what that is i mean 
is it more Chinese uh, spy craft shit or is it uh, something completely different? I don't know. Uh, it could be, could be either, I guess. I mean, yeah, uh, I think who, or we could just put point. some up there and, and Joe Biden was like, you know, your child, shoot that down. And now he looks like now he looks like he's got some shit handled. You know what I mean? Now he looks a little better. He redeemed himself for for letting a spy balloon float over our entire country and over our most sensitive it's, nuclear sites. That's entirely possible too. Um, could just play. be trying to save save face. Yeah, I didn't well, I didn't think of that. It's one of their good old plays, man. They're like, we fucked up. All right, replicate it. We're gonna handle it this time, and everyone's gonna see yeah. that I I wear my big boy pants. It's it's entirely possible. He's got to wear big pants because he's got to got to have room for those diapers, you know. Or this could be the beginning of uh, Blue Beam, right? Yep, yep. And I was thinking before about the the balloon too. I'm like, man, they floated right past Harp and all sorts of weather control uh, stations. So it's like, you know. And then Mexico, I heard Mexico's bitching uh, at us and telling us to stop controlling their weather, stop manipulating their weather down there. It's very interesting. I don't know what's going on, but maybe they're looking at Harp too. Maybe they went up to Alaska to look at Harp and then came down to look at some missile sites, took a nice little tour, went down Route 66, you know, stopped at some diners. Loon had a good yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well, so you want you want to get into your stories for the yeah, week? Yeah, we can we can we can get this popping off here. Let's go. Time to get into the news. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, I, I love, oh. I love the pew, 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 uh, pew, pew, pew. One of my favorites, dude. It never gets old. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so retarded. Uh, all right. Well, so what, what you got? Starting off here, um, you know. Just like just 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 when you thought they couldn't take enough from you, now the IRS is coming after your tips. If you're a waitress or a waiter or in the service industry, they want a piece of your tips real bad. They don't think you are uh, being honest with them and and claiming all your tips. You know, and like, you're not. How, how dare not how dare you surprise? Yeah, you can't because then you can't pay your bills. But um, yeah, it says. Remember when we were told the army of new IRS agents Biden wants to hire was only going to go after billionaires? Good times. Absolutely, yeah. Biden's for the working men. So, mm -hmm. yep. But now the IRS thinks that waiters and waitresses are pocketing too much money in in gratuities, and Uncle Sam plans on getting his piece of the action. So you know, it, we just don't pay enough in taxes here. I guess we got to pay a little more, right? You know. So uh, I guess start start tipping those good waiters and waitresses more because uh, they're not getting any of it. But um, yeah, the so-called service industry tip compliance agreement program, which would be a voluntary tip reporting system in which the IRS and the service industry companies cooperate. I don't know what that means. You know, it's like you can cooperate with the IRS, but you're still not going to get honest, uh, you know honest um <clears throat> wages or anything and nobody's going to report anything honestly still from what i heard about this earlier in the week is that um it's voluntary but people but employers who don't go with the program are more likely to be audited 
So this will shield an employer more from being audited if they just comply. You know, so I, I makes think sense. Yeah. I think that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna do it. Like, you know, you don't do it, guess what? You're gonna get an audit and it's gonna cost you money. So you better just comply and it's free to comply. We'll make it easy. And you, so the you know, I- as a, the IRS would basically be hosing up cash register data and counting all the charges that are tallied up as tips above and beyond the customer's actual actual bill. So, yeah. So when this when this gets implemented, I recommend that everybody start using cash and um, pay you know pay your tips in cash. Make sure make sure these these waiters and waitresses that work hard for us when we go out to eat with our loved ones um, are getting, getting a tip that they don't have to report to the IRS that they could spend anywhere they want, right. you know, hook them up, hook them up because yeah. we're for the working people. We're for the working people here on the signal fire, unlike right. Joe Biden and the rest of these goons in our government. Yep. We know what it's like to be down there as a blue collar person. We, we've never been rich. We're far from it, man. Down from the streets. The streets are for straight up from the hood. Yep. Illville. Illville. Former murder ca- murder capital of the world, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> All right. So next we have Biden lied about Nord Stream sabotage. U.S. did, it, so, Joe. did it with help Say from it Norway. So. Yeah. Who would have thought that Biden would lie about something like this after it was super apparent that we were involved in the first place? So, wouldn't be an act so, of war, would it? No. We, we can do that to other people, but they Germany? can't do that to us. Wouldn't that be an act of war for Germany? Yeah, just think if Russian, the right. Russian uh, army blew up some of our critical infrastructure. It would be, oh, we got to go to war. We have right. to go to war. You we wouldn't think twice, man, but it's always yeah. rule, rules, yeah. for, rules for thee, not for we. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... Uh, you try doing that against us, we're gonna bomb your ass, but and then and then make a giant ass deal out of it on the news and everything like else. But now that it comes out that we did it, it's you know not a peep. You don't even hear a peep. No. Let's see if Tucker hey. Carlson has anything good to say about it because he's so smart. If you are Vladimir Putin, you would have to be a suicidal moron to blow up your own energy pipelines. That's the one thing you would never do. Natural gas pipelines are the main source of your power and your wealth, and most critically, your leverage over other countries. Sounds like Kamala Europe needs your energy now more than ever with winter approaching. If you can't deliver that energy, then countries like Germany have no need to pay attention to what you want. You're in the middle of a war, an all-hands-on-deck war, so you need all the leverage you can get. Under these circumstances, there is no chance you would blow up Nord Stream 1 or 2. Not now, obviously. In fact, it's so obvious that even our famously dim Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, seemed to acknowledge it. Sabotaging Nord Stream, he said today, is, quote, clearly in no one's interest. Right. But really only... In the U.S. interest. It is true that blowing up Nord Stream does not help Vladimir Putin. He would not do that. Why would he? But that doesn't mean that other countries wouldn't consider doing it. They would consider it. And we know they have considered it because at least one of them has said so in public. In early February, less than three weeks before the war in Ukraine began, Joe Biden suggested on camera. And let's just go down to that video. So 
everybody can um, hear it for themselves because Joe Biden said it himself. You know, if Russia invades, we're going to destroy destroy the Nord Stream pipeline. Right, so. the S end of that video. You got to rewind it. Good call. Good go. looking out there. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia first invades, question first. Uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Look at that smile. Just like when he was talking about, uh, you know, um, telling them, telling Ukraine they need to get rid of the prosecutor that was investigating him. <laughs> I told them, you fire him or you're not getting the money. And oh, sure, as, sure as shit, they fired him. He's such a corrupt criminal. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Just, just disgusting. I'm, I'm really trying not to drop any F-bombs on the show anymore. I'm trying my hardest, you know, because I, I curse like a sailor, and that turns a lot of people off, but um, I apologize. But, man, this stuff gets me so upset. They just they just, just start flying. He's a scumbag. He's just absolutely a scumbag. I don't know, yep. I don't know what else to say. So if anybody has not heard, um, there is a savage beating of a nine-year-old third-grade girl on the school bus in Miami-Dade County, Florida. And man, if you haven't seen this video, it's it's brutal, dude. For for a kid, see if it'll play. Uh, yeah, it's been giving me shit. But if you can find the video anywhere else, but um, it's a video of these two boys, and one is twice the size of all the other kids. And, you know, at first you just hear screaming and yelling and, and whatnot and shit going crazy. And then there's this one kid uh, across the bus from him that's that's trying not to be seen filming them, but he's filming them low key. And then they start showing the beating of this girl. And this kid, the big kid, is just pummeling this girl. And she's trying just to cover her face and and, you know, cover her head. In the, on, on the school bus seat and these kids are just beating her senseless dude i mean full full swings just one after another after another just i couldn't believe it dude and then you know her mom's suing um the the school and and uh everything else because um for criminal and um and financial so civil court and criminal court the kids have been arrested and they're being charged criminally uh, i totally agree with that it's, it's fucking crazy and uh the way they were beating this girl dude like even for like uh i don't know if you if you couldn't defend yourself even a grown-sized man would get messed up eventually because these kids hit her so many times and it's just crazy so not yeah, to they're, mention they're, it's a boy beating up a girl yeah two I mean, boys beating up a girl not one kid can stand up and do something about it and stand up for that poor girl on the bus not one kid they all sat there and uh, on top of it She's suing, she's suing the school, especially though, because there was not only the bus driver, but there was a bus aide. So well, there's, there's no way you couldn't know this ridiculous. was happening. 
kids were screaming. There's no way you can just look past that and, and not think something's happening. Nobody got up to do anything for this poor kid. It's just that's it's absolutely, disgusting. That's absolutely ridiculous if you had a bus aid on there, too. Uh, if I were if I were the bus driver, I'd just stop, hit the air brakes, and get my ass back there and break it up. You know what I mean? Like I'll stop in the middle of the street and hit the hazards. Guess what? what you know what would have, what would our old bus driver Mary Jean have done? Yelled, "Turn around, sit down, and shut up!" Shut up. <laughs> uh, that was her. She used to kick us off the bus like uh, you know, pretty far away from our house. <laughs> we were kids. She'd be like, "Get off." <laughs> you know i'm like all right i guess i'm walking home it's cool i walked walked home so many times <clears throat> oh man good times she was a psycho yeah if, psycho um, white trash hillbilly if there's any direct comparison to our old bus driver it is the bus driver off of uh, south park like it's pretty dead on minus the bird nest in her hair but everything else accurate <laughs> know, there could have been yeah, a bird there hair. could have been there's somewhere <laughs> and um back to tyree nichols man it just keeps getting worse for these stupid ass cops really? so n- now they're um now they're fine they're going back and they're finding out all the stuff they did before they murdered tyree nichols and all these cops are just just littered with a filthy history of um just abusing their authority and beating on people and basically just acting like thugs everywhere they go, man. So let's watch this video real quick. This is Outland Road in Hickory Hill, about a few miles from where Tyree Nichols was stopped by MPD's Scorpion unit. And just three days before, another young man, 22-year-old Monterius Harris, says he too was beaten by the same five officers charged in Tyree's death. Kids in Army vet. A clip of Tyree, like, when he was in the hospital, and it had all the officers down there. So I was reading it, and I was like, these are the same officers that beat me up. January 4th, three days before Tyree Nichols was stopped by Memphis Police Scorpion Unit and beaten, 22-year-old Monterius Harris was waiting for his cousin outside an apartment building on Outland Road. That's when, like, masked guys with masks and hoodies on, they came out of, like, nowhere just asking me to get out the car. Monteria says the men came around a corner and did not identify themselves, so he thought he was being robbed. He backed his vehicle up, hitting an object behind him. Shortly after, Monterius noticed an officer's vest with gun magazines clipped to it and believed he was a form of authority. That's when he got out his car. I like put my hands up and I walked towards him and I was I'm like, what's going on? You know, and uh, he grabbed me. Hit me a couple times, other guys, they closed in on me. Monteria says one officer slammed his head in the concrete. He says it wasn't until he called for his cousin and neighbors came outside that police stopped beating him. I was scared, like I didn't know what to expect. After they had already had me detained and stuff, they kept saying how they wanted to air, air my car out. And one officer was laughing at the other officer. He was like, oh, you got your red beam on. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I was ready to, you know, shoot him. An officer. In- oh, my God. Yeah, so cops cops are ready to assassinate this army vet, you know, just because they rolled up on him with guns and ski masks on. And they're wondering why he's freaking out. You know? Yeah. 
for an army vet he's lucky that they didn't they're lucky he didn't have a gun and pull out and start firing on him because they didn't announce themselves as police officers so it's like what do you think is going to happen back the blue man back the the blue blue. the blue line the blue line of silence is what it is the blue wall of silence they're all freemasons they're all masons it's all fraternal brotherhood and and if you're not a mason as a cop and you're not going anywhere except for uh, probably getting shot because you're not going to get back up. But yeah, it's crazy, man. Once again, it's not all cops, but it's, you know, no. In these big cities, it's a lot of bad apples. I mean, like, like out here in Cedar, uh, Cedar Lake, where I live, it's, it's not that bad. The cops are pretty friendly and everything like that. But it's like some, some place when you go in these big cities, dude, they're all corrupt. And it's just they're in they're in a shit environment in the hood, and they're allowed to act as lawless as the people that are uh, in the street. And it's just you know it's bad. Yep. Yeah, not all cops are bad, man. I've known a lot of good cops, but I've known way more dirty, um, mentally mentally toxic, uh, violent cops. You know. Medical, we've come across a few, yeah. Yeah, I went, I went to school with a couple nice cops, and the rest were just insane. You know, they're they're like their mental reasoning for stuff. We would be asked a simple question, you know, and you were supposed to know the answer because we were just talking about it. And then their reasoning still goes back to like, just give them the death penalty. Oh, it's like okay, <laughs> let's just take it easy. They they seem a lot of them seem to not be able to de-escalate very well in policing. There's not a focus on de-escalation. There's just a focus no. on going from zero to sixty, you know. And like especially if you like disrespect their authority. I remember one time I was uh, I was working and I had gotten pulled over like a couple weeks prior for something stupid for like not using a turn signal or something like that. And I'm watching these cops in Maryville just driving around with no turn no turn signal speeding down the main main area main street broadway and it is burning my ass and so i was at a i was at a gas station and a cop was pulling into the gas station with no turn signal and i was walking to the mcdonald's across the street getting some lunch and he didn't have a seatbelt on so i yelled at him to put his seatbelt on <laughs> oh you he flipped the fuck out. What did you say uh, to me? What did you great. say to me? I'm like, I said, put your. I said, <laughs> you need to wear your seatbelt. I said, a seatbelt, sir. Uh, and he's like, I don't need to wear my seatbelt. I go, it's for your safety. I was like, is that why we have seatbelt laws and for your safety? And it's also the cons- law, sir. Something that yeah. you're paid to uphold. Yeah. And rules, rules for for what did you say? Rules for rules thee, for thee, not, not for, for we. Yeah, it's it's. I'm talking you know, it's to you. Just, you shut your mouth and you listen. That there you go. That's yep. what it sounded like. Yep. Dude, he flipped the fuck out. I, I was just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Fucking maniac. Cops are ridiculous, man. You know, unfortunately, they uh, they don't pick from the best pool. So, but uh, whenever you're ready to. Uh, get going yeah. here on your article right. fire it up all right we got a little listen. you got the power yeah 
sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh, you know, like right. Transformers movie, everybody. You see my screen? Yep. All right. We got a little 2A news. I got a couple articles for Second Amendment news today. Um, marijuana users have constitutional right to own firearm, a judge rules. So previously, and I know when you buy a firearm, I think it's a form forty four seventy. It's the one you fill out at the gun store Whoa. when you get a get a background check. Turn down your volume a little bit. You just blasted. Blast! I didn't change anything. Oh, I know something happened. I don't know what happened. We, I I heard some uh, some fuzzy stuff, and then you got super loud. So how about now? Yeah, you're good now. Better now. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, when you fill out this 44, I think 4470, I might be wrong on the numbers, but I believe it's form 4470. It's basically uh, your background check form. And one of them is, are you addicted to marijuana or, you know, do you use illegal drugs? And if you answer yes, then you're automatically disqualified to, you know, you'll fail the background check. This in uh, in a lot of states, if you get a marijuana card where it's legal, then you aren't able to own a firearm. Well, a federal judge in Oklahoma ruled on Friday, which I don't know what Friday that was, but uh, marijuana users owning firearm uh, a rule banning marijuana users from owning firearms is unconstitutional. The ruling is the latest challenge to firearms regula- regulations. After the su- Supreme Court's conservative majority set standards for reviewing the nation's gun laws, uh, U.S. District Judge Patrick Weinrich in Oklahoma City dismissed an indictment against Jared Michael Harrison, who was charged in August with violating a federal law that makes it illegal for unlawful users or addicts of controlled substances to bes- possess firearms. Harrison's lawyers had argued that that portion of the federal firearms law that focused on drug users or addicts was not consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearms regulation, echoing what the Supreme Court ruled last year in a case known as New York State and Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. That case set new standards for interpreting the Second Amendment. Uh, Federal prosecutors on the other hand, had argued that the portion of the law focused on drug users is consistent with longstanding historical tradition of disarming pre presumptively risky persons, naming felons, the mentally ill, and the intoxicated. Weirich agreed with the Harrison's lawyers ruling that the federal prosecutor's arguments that Harrison's status as a marijuana user justifies stripping him of his right to possess a firearm is not a constitutionally permissible means of disarming Harrison. But the mere use of marijuana carries none of the characteristics that the nation's history and tradition of firearm regulation supports. This uh, decision comes after the New Orleans-based 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Thursday that a federal law barring people with domestic violence restraining orders have a constitutional right to own firearms. That was also another question. Have you been uh, accused of domestic violence? So 
it's a win for gun owners and freedom loving people, especially people that smoke marijuana, which I don't see any problem. I don't know why that's, you know, labeled as a schedule one. Well, I do know because the drug companies like it, like it that way. So there's some two way news right there. And that will segue into another bit of two way news, right? Uh, Governor DeSantis you know, everybody looks at him like he's some big right winger and maybe in some ways he is, but I think he's just another fake conservative, like, uh, maybe a Mike Pence or, uh, Donald Trump. Um, governor DeSantis wanted to ban guns in an event, but not be blamed for it. So a slew of emails was sent and it was pretty much DeSantis in his campaign at an event requesting that that the people that come to the event were um, not allowed to carry firearms, but to make it look like that's what the cops and the police wanted, which they probably do because cops generally don't like people carrying firearms because they like to be the only guy with a gun. Um, anyway, you want to make it look like it was the cops in the city um, restricting the rights of uh firearms owners and not his campaign but it was direct was coming from him uh let's see the desantis campaign will not tell their this is from the email directly from the email desantis and his campaign will not tell their attendees that they are not permitted to carry because of the political optics chase finch the convention safety uh the convention center's safety and security manager said on october 28th email to other cities official to other city officials about the request, which was conveyed by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, a state police agency led by a DeSantis employee. Finch further explained that because of Republicans largely being in support of two-way, it sounds like they want us to say it's our policy to disallow the firearms within the space if anyone asks. Um, so uh, later on, Tim Martin, a chairman of Florida's Alucha County GOP, said he skipped the fundraiser featuring DeSantis in October after he was told that the governor's team insisted on metal detectors and the gun rights protester was arrested outside the event. He says, in my thinking, it was a little hypocritical to have this measure in place for law-abiding citizens at a time when a lot of folks in the gun community will condemn a Democratic politician for having a security force. So in, re in, uh, in response to the questions, um, the governor's deputy press secretary, Jeremy Redfern, said in an email, we do not comment on speculation and hearsay. The governor is strongly in support of individuals' constitutional right to bear arms. Apparently not at his events, though. So anyway, any thoughts, MD? Well, this is classic politi just, politician bullshit. You know, like just we were talking about, you know, rules for everyone else except for themselves, right? Like, well, you guys can have, well, you guys can have guns, and I really support, you know, the Second Amendment and everything, but I don't want any guns at, at my event, but don't tell anybody I said that. It's like right. It's it's different when it's behind the scenes. He wants to make it look like the cops in the convention center saying <laughs> that when it's his, it's at his request. I mean, it's just disgusting behavior. And 
DeSantis, you're a phony. Yep. And I see right through it. It's as phony as your freaking spray tan. He, he's he's just, you know, he's just like any other good politician. That's that's smart. You know, he used the COVID uh, pandemic as a as a, uh, as a, a nice springboard. Yeah, nice little springboard. Good word for it. Yeah, to to you know, just to to make people believe he's a he's a really good guy and he's all about constitutional rights. When he's just another Zionist bullshitting asshole, you know. He just supports different people than uh, <clears throat> the far right, progr- or far left progressives. I'm sorry, you know they're all about China, you know, and um, you know, the far right conservatives are all about Israel. Nobody's right, you know. It's just it's. Oh, the, how, about, how about putting us? How about putting Americans first? Exactly. Instead of worrying about like <laughs> what foreign powers you want to like kiss ass to. Right. Let's 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 worry about us here. Yeah. And and. You know, DeSantis, if you if you say you're all for liberty and Second Amendment, then act like it. Do it. When 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 you have liberty, that means somebody's going to be able to have a gun at your event. And guess what? That's 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 what liberty is. Yep. So you don't like it? Fuck off. Yeah. And you know what? Um, just for the forty billion dollars, the last drop that we gave to Ukraine, that would solve <clears throat> homelessness and and hunger across the country for an entire year or more we could house and feed everybody in need in this country but instead we think it's more important to uh help kill more people in the ukraine area so it's it's just really sad man you know if you can't see that our country does not doesn't give a shit about us by now then you gotta be blind as hell man right what 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 else can they do to prove that they don't give a fuck but um, yeah, this this. I wonder how much. I wonder how much money. I wonder how much money that is. Like like for. I think we're up to a hundred. I think we're up past a hundred billion dollars now to Ukraine. To tell you the truth, but think how how much money is that for every citizen? Wouldn't like, that be if, like four hundred million dollars? Or no, four hundred. What's what's forty billion? It's, oh, a billion. Is, a billion is a thousand million, I believe. Yeah, a thousand. Or, yeah. I'm horrible with math. Don't ask me. I can write. It's I can write all day, but I just can't. I can't do the numbers. It's a lot of zeros. It's Too many zeros. numbers. Not so good. <laughs> anyway, so our my next piece of news: a huge piece of the sun breaks off, and the scientists are stunned. Um, so I found this kind of interesting. Um. So I'll play it. It's right on the top of this video. Let me see if I can play it here. Oh, come on. Don't do this blank shit. You are good, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, it looks like a polar vortex, like basically like a piece of the, the sun breaks off and it and it just like swirls around the the, the northern hemisphere. Um, scientists have no idea. They have no idea why why this happened. You could probably you guys could probably Google it, and uh, might be all that pure photonic light. You could see right there on the top where it looks like that big loop. Mm-hmm. It shoots out right right there, and then you can see that dust. It looks like a dust layer almost over the top. It just like swirls around over the top there. Wow, that's it, it's pretty crazy. And uh, 
yeah, the scientists have no idea why 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 it happened. So there's there's, there's coronal there's coronal yeah. ejections, but if a straight piece came off it, that, it, was a, it, was, it, it I, I think it's it, it wasn't necessary. It was a huge ejection, pretty much, is what it what it looked like. Yeah, to me. yeah that's a um, pretty big. Because usually you need yeah. you need to be real a lot uh, more zoomed in to see the the coronal ejections, but that one's pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Grammys, and this will be no good if it doesn't play, but we'll try playing it anyway. Let's see. Hmm. So we got a satanic performance, a song called yep. Unholy. Beautiful. And look at the end of this. This is this is the best part. What in the hell is going on? This is the Grammys here. Oh, I know, but watch, it just gets this. more and more satanic every every three months. Pfizer, see that empty? Yeah, let's have yeah, a so Pfizer is, Satan this is, party. This is this is this is in your face. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, women, it's going to be the halftime show uh, tomorrow on the Super Bowl too. We got the women women dressed up like devils. Uh, this guy dressed up in the devil top hat. In a cage, red lights, and is that that Sam Smith black. guy I've been hearing about? Yeah. So okay. Okay, well, here you go. The the Grammy is brought to you by Pfizer. Go oh, figure. No. The people that want to fuck with your genetics. Um, it's disgusting. They, it's they in worship your face. Satan. Who knew? Hmm. And and guess what? CBS's tweet was before this started. It's time to worship. No shit, and they deleted the tweet. You know, something from so, the past that Satan that Satan did, man. Like uh, they say, we used to have um, a full brain, you know, because we're pretty unique. But we have two hemispheres of our brain; it's cut in half, you know. And um, the right, the right and left brain. Brain. What I've heard from a lot of researchers and whatnot is that, um, especially Michael Tessarian goes into it in a lot of good detail. He's really smart, but uh, yeah, it's basically like uh, Satan or whoever tweaked our DNA back in the day um they they purposely split our brain into two hemispheres so that we would always be seeking our other half and we would be lost constantly and uh you know it's you got these satanists over here yeah look at they got somebody in a they got somebody in a cage with devils guarding it you know you know, let's and see, then, let's and then Pfizer, at... you know, changing our genetics and then they're showing you the devil when the devil is the last one that changed our genetics so hey you know you see a you see a repeating uh, pattern here. <clears throat> the yeah, devil. It's, it's disgusting. Satan wants to, so they, whatever you call him, Lucifer, all, choose, choose a... Alter your DNA. Yep. And that's, it's, all, it's all about changing you know, our DNA. Um, the, that's, that's one of the reasons that God had uh, used the flood to wipe out the Nephilim because the, the angels made it, the fallen angels and the fallen ones had made it with humans creating like okay. races of giants. And, and they only just rate with mate with humans. They made it with animals too. And, um, made all kinds of like crazy Minotaur and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Half cra whole, half crazy yeah. Crazy hybrids and shit. Um, Chimeras. And God viewed that as a, uh, 
he viewed that as you know it, it needs to get wiped out and clean the earth wiped he wiped all the shit out with the flood and uh here here we go we got these companies that are channeling these companies that have people in the know that are channeling things from other realms and other other uh i don't know dimensions maybe mm-hmm. um and i believe that you know they're fucking with our genetics they're fucking with our air these things might be coming through in portals that's what i believe i mean but i mean you 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 do your own research but that's that's what i'm coming to believe i'm i'm looking at the big picture here of what's happened in the past and what's happening now and that's that's the way i'm explain i'm seeing it being explained to yeah. me personally on top of that um these these beings that Chris was just speaking about, oh, they feed off our energy. A lot of people call it louche. It's your life essence. It's your energy. It's your aura, everything, you know? So what these beings do is um, if you're watching the Grammys and they're doing this, the ser- this satanic ceremony on the screen and you're not closing yourself off from it spiritually and you're not, you know, shielding yourself from that, you are willingly taking part in a ritual and they're actually just sucking the energy right out of you. They're sucking your life essence. And that's what it's all about. You're, you don't know you're a participant in a ritual because you're just blind. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. They feed off you. It's disgusting. And you know, that's, it, they say that these, these unseen entities, um, they, they do, they suck off a negative emotion and sorrow and trauma Fear. And they feed off in fear and they feed off of all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not good. Speaking of fear, trauma, and death, uh, pray for the people of Turkey. They've lost 25,000 people between Turkey and Syria. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, I remember last week. I had showed you that very strange cloud that flew over Turkey. Was that an omen? Oh, was it? Remember that the yep. red cloud? Yep. Yeah, that oh, looked like wow. a, it looked like a it looked like a, uh, like you a know, um, or some shit. <laughs> that like shit? Um, red red skies and and red rain showers have always led to um, pandemics and natural disasters and stuff. That's a really bad omen. I didn't even put that together, man. That's that's crazy, dude. That's a major yeah, connection that, right there. And what was yeah, it really? Think, you know, what was that thing? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Um, could this be some sort of like scalar weapon or something like that? That was because I, I think right before this happened, don't quote me on it. I, well, I, I might be wrong, but I think that Turkey shot down because Finland and somebody else was trying to get in the NATO. I think Finland and maybe Sweden was it. Yeah, maybe Finland and Norway, one of them northern countries up there. They're trying to get into NATO, and Turkey wasn't wasn't playing it because one of them countries had uh, a journalist that uh, burned a copy of the Quran or something like that, and then Turkey said, "Fuck you guys, we're not we're not letting you guys in." And uh, then we had that cloud, and then now this week we have. 25,000 people dead and Turkey is not one of my favorite countries. Turkey's Turkey, China. They're pretty, they, 
they're two of my least favorite countries as far as the government. I don't know about the people, but the the governments. Um, um, I know Turkey's huge. Turkey's huge, just like Turkey and Greece, and all those countries around there. They're all huge on um, child trafficking and sex trafficking. That's all I know. A lot of a lot of models get promised things uh, from a lot of people in Turkey. It happens all all over the place. But uh, I've heard stories where they'll lure girls from like uh, Latvia or something, some poor you know, some poor country around um, Russia. And they give, they tell them they're going to fly them out for modeling jobs and all this stuff. And then when the women get there, they take their passport, they throw them in a room and now they're, um, you know, they're sex trafficked until they're murdered. It's crazy, dude. So no, not, not a really good country over there. I don't really support Turkey. I mean, they treat their people and other people like shit and, um, their leadership is, is a tyrant just like, uh, just like we have here. So. Yeah. Erdogan's a total scumbag. Um, They've been bombing, bombing the Kurds in uh, northern Syria and Iraq. The Tur- Turks have. They're doing constant incursions and military operations in northern Syria. Uh, Erdogan's a real scumbag. But I I really feel for these people. And, you know, these people have lost a lot of loved ones and people crushed under the rubble and things like that. And, you know, getting water and uh electricity after something like that's gonna be a an issue plus plus just the panic of losing your loved ones like that i mean it's it's horrible and my heart goes out to them so yeah yeah that's that's crazy uh, man that's crazy crazy death toll yeah that's 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 all i got so that was that's this week's garbage all right well Last week, I, I talked about wanting to get into Aleister Crowley. So, um, you know, in, in a few, the, the few hours of the couple of days I had to put it together, um, I put as much info together for us as possible since I didn't have time to really research it myself over a length of time. It's going to be kind of video heavy, but um, that's okay because uh, you can that's hear right, everything. They're sick of my voice. You know, you can hear everything, and then if you got if you're watching the video on Spotify, you can you can see everything too. So, a lot of people, for some reason, it's really weird. A lot of people don't know that Spotify is is free. They think you need a subscription or something. I'm like, no, it's free. I mean, especially for podcasts. I mean, you don't have to uh, worry about choosing what songs you want to listen to. You just play the podcast through, and you're good. But um, Spotify yeah. is a shit. We're available on I, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. So, you know, we get, I'm trying to cover as as much as possible so that everybody can can listen. My only bitch with Spotify is that they still have Alex Jones band. Yeah. And say what you want about Alex Jones. Is he control that position? Is he not? I don't know, but he still should be able to speak. No. No. I mean, they're taking away your your freedom of speech is just the the first thing that you're not supposed to be able to do in this country. That's why it's first amendment. 100%. So Aleister Crowley, this guy, you know, he was a real sick puppy. I'm not going to lie, you know. He was into all sorts of stuff and uh, just a, a super super powerful uh sorcerer at the end but um 
he was born to a wealthy family in Royal Leamington Spa, Worcestershire, in England. Crowley rejected his parents. Uh, they were fundamentalist Christian Plymouth brethren. So he was always uh, he was always against the strict upbringing, and it eventually, you know, led to him um, going the exact opposite and uh, just going into a life of straight occultism and who knows what he was really contacting later on in life, but um, definitely interesting. So um, um, he would, um, he would have sex with, with women all the time. I think when he was about 14 and his mom would call him the beast. And that's a title that he would take with him uh, proudly as he got into worshiping six, six, six and Satan and the beast and the end times. And, um, at the end of his story, you know, um, after World War II, right after World War II, he actually um, influenced two other people to go into a desert and try to birth the Antichrist. So just a whole crazy history with this guy. But um, I got this video. I'll tell you a quick little rundown of him. Who else needs help with their basement water problems? Oh, We're looking ads, for ads, ads, ads. I love it. <laughs> wet damn basement or musty basements to fix with hey our new you gotta get over there go help chris this is a story about a man who spoke to demons a man who went by many names in his life the beast it's a little loud the perb duro what's that ank ufen kosu it's an occultist just a touch student of touch web and yeah. supernatural phenomena founder of the religion Thelema and a publisher of books on magic and the paranormal. His followers regarded him as a visionary and a champion of free expression in a closed-minded society. His enemies branded him as insane and capable of great cruelty to those around him. The devil incarnate or a troubled visionary that was simply misunderstood. It's all a matter of perspective. This is the story of Alistair Crowley. in the sleepy English town of Leamington Spa. His father, Edward Crowley, was a preacher and belonged to a fringe Christian sect known as the Plymouth Brethren. They took a radical fundamentalist view to the Bible, meaning that whatever was written down was meant to be taken literally. At its worst, this included the subjugation of women and the persecution of homosexuals. His preaching career was cut short, however, when in 1886 he died of tongue cancer. From a young age, Alistair was sent to a number of boarding schools. He was a strange boy, preferring his own company instead of playing with other children. As a result, he was often subject to bullying, sometimes by his teachers. This troubled child grew into a troubled teenager. He began to question his strict Christian upbringing and enjoyed pointing out inconsistencies in the Bible. At the same time, he was often caught smoking, drinking and even visiting prostitutes. Horrified, his mother would nickname him The Beast, which is a monster from the Book of Revelation, a nickname that Crowley would soon delight in. In 1895, at the age of 19, Alistair enrolled at the University of Cambridge to study English literature. He developed a love for chess and romantic poetry, reading the works of Lord Byron, Edward John Trelawney and Percy Shelley. It was during this time when Alistair developed an unexplainable attraction to a fellow student, Herbert Charles Pollitt. The feeling was mutual, and the two entered a brief and passionate relationship. Their commitment to one another was soon to end, for Alistair developed a deeper love, the occult. Spending days at a time in old dusty libraries, 
Alistair discovered books of a more mystical nature. It had started innocently with religious texts from around the world, but he soon delved Uh oh, sorry guys. Yeah, Ed, Ed coming up. Technical rituals, difficulties. Spirits. His no, it just is with curiosity with having magic trouble loading. And dark arts evolved into an obsession, and he soon decided to devote his life to occultism. Having left Cambridge, failing to finish his degree, Alistair was able to live off the money that he'd inherited from his father. From a young age, Alistair was extraordinarily wealthy. This allowed him to travel around the world and pursue his expensive hobbies, chief among which was mountain climbing, something he gained recognition for among mountaineering circles. But Crowley was keen to progress his occult education. In November 1898, he was introduced to the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. The group believed to possess ancient knowledge. They studied esoteric teachings, medieval Jewish evil looking people, and yeah. magical ceremonies, which included still ritualistic today, drug taking. Members of this group included Arthur Conan Doyle, the author of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Adopted no by brother Perabduro, Alistair impressed all those around him, displaying an extensive knowledge of occult literature. As a result, he quickly rose through the ranks. But his roguish lifestyle of excessive drug taking and bisexuality made him a controversial cocaine and led to a number heroin of heroin with fellow initiates. Those around him spoke of his, quote, unappeasable desire to control people and that he also had, quote, a tendency to quarrel savagely with anyone who disagreed with him. Many fellow members refused him from ascending further ranks. A schism soon developed within the order, which led to Alistair leaving shortly after. These sons of bitches with the hands. Sending out some firepower right there. At the same time, his marriage to Rose began to break down. Despite though she was initially betrothed to someone else, the two had an affair and swiftly got married. For their honeymoon, they decided to go to Egypt. As with all things Alistair did, this trip would prove to be far from normal. In usual Crowley fashion, he set up a shrine in their hotel suite and began recounting spells and incantations invoking the various Egyptian gods. What happened next is Crowley's later recollection. The story goes that his wife, Rose, suddenly fell faint and became unresponsive. All she could murmur were the words, They are waiting for you. They, as it turned out, was the god Horus. As if led by a spirit, his wife took him to a nearby museum, all the way to a stele dating to the reign of Pharaoh Hatshepsut. Looking down at the exhibit number, it read 666, the number of the beast. Suddenly, a voice from the depth of Alistair's mind called out. It called itself Iwas, and it claimed to be an angel. It told Alistair to write down all that it said into a book. For the next three days, Iwas dictated its words to Alistair, who dutifully wrote them all down. What he was left with was a small tome entitled The Book of the Law. Opening the first pages, the book was replete with spells as well as discourses and philosophy. A key teaching of this book was that humanity would soon enter a new age, the Aeon of Horus. In this time, mankind will overthrow Christianity and finally take control of their own destiny. To achieve this goal, there was but one simple commandment. Quote, Do what thou wilt. Every man and woman is a star. The word of sin is restriction. In other words, whatever you feel like doing, go and do it, regardless of popular opinion or conventional morality. 
Believing himself to be a reincarnation of an Egyptian prophet, Ankh-Uthin Kosu, Crowley returned to London and founded a new religion. He called it Thelema, a Greek word meaning desire. It was based on the teachings found in the Book of the Law and promoted a life of hedonism and radical free will. Now this is still practiced a of a to this day by the OTO. Mixing elements of Western occultism, Jewish Kabbalah, Theravada Buddhism and yoga. To accompany spiritual practice, Crowley advocated the heavy use of psychedelics. In 1907, he founded his own secret order, the AA. And also, I believe Scientology is very, uh, the Latin for silver star, very much based on Philema. Crowley's notoriety well. in occult circles, the AA quickly grew in number. Soon, he released a periodical for its members, the Equinox. During this time, it was rumored that Iwas had contacted him again and instructed him to write more holy books. Things were going well for Alistair and his nascent movement, but nothing good lasts forever. Wheel of Fortune. His own religion, right, with a philosophy a to justify his own behavior, Crowley enjoyed a lavish lifestyle. He continued to travel, take increasingly heavier drugs, and have affairs with both women and men. Spoiler alert, he gets a bankrupt. began to break yeah. down. Despite his own scandalous lifestyle, he became frustrated that his wife had developed alcoholism. In 1909, he divorced her on the grounds of adultery. After their marriage fell apart, Rose's addiction worsened, and she was admitted into an institution. Skip ahead a little bit here. Disgraced and destitute, Crowley returned to England and retired from public life. In 1929, he soon remarried to a woman named Maria Teresa Sanchez, although he continued to have the occasional affair every now and then. He spent the remainder of his days in the seaside town of Hastings. There, he wrote a few more books and offered students tuition for his magic. His final publication was the Book of Thoth, a tarot deck that remains popular Today, in 1947, Alistair Crowley developed chronic bronchitis and died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 72. So this piece of shit got to die peacefully. Oh, wish it was that nice for everybody, right? I want to get the book of the law to read it. Let's see what's in there. I, I've I've read a little bit into it lately. It's it's all very strange. Um, this is a hermetic. Do you own the book of the law? No, I just, I was looking at the PDF online. You can go online and, and get the PDF of all this stuff. I don't like reading online. Yeah. I, like, I just want to. I wish I had a book. Yeah. A book doesn't hurt your eyes like a screen. Yeah. I like, I like to, I like to have and to hold. Yeah. But this, this was his first organization they were speaking about, uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And um, more commonly known as the Golden Dawn was a secret society devoted to the study and practice of occult hermeticism and metaphysics during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Known as a magical order, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was active in Great Britain and focused its practices on theurgy and spiritual development. Many present-day concepts of ritual and magic that are at the center of contemporary traditions such as Wicca and Thelema were inspired by the Golden Dawn. And, um, you know, it had a lot of prominent, um, prominent, um, British, British celebrities and whatnot. Um, the three founders were, were Masons. So a lot of this stuff is all based, you know, it's got its roots in, in Freemason, um, you know, teachings and Masonic rituals and all this stuff. So it's very interesting, but, um, yeah, uh, Alistair Crowley was 
would become such an influence on the uh, the Golden Dawn, and he he changed it into such a he, he started changing rituals and and started doing dark rituals, sex magic, and all this stuff, and the other people just uh, weren't vibing on that, so they told him to get out, and um, that's when it went down, man, because um, <laughs> William 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 Butler Yeats, you know, if you ever heard of the poem the poet Yeats, um, you know world-renowned poet from from back in the early uh, tw- uh early 20th century you know 1900 early 1900s late eight, 1800s but um in 1900 the rivalry between poet and and self-proclaimed magicians William Butler Yeats and Elster Crowley had reached a fever pitch so in 1900 it was going down because um Yeats was one of the members of the Golden Dawn that wanted Crowley out of there because he was a sick puppy and um they they had a magical battle <laughs> it's it's awesome dude these people battled like uh harry potter style man but it, it says it soon became apparent that yates and other members of the london chapter were uncomfortable with crowley's interpretation of their practices and rituals they decided crowley would no longer be welcome this made the occultists quite angry anticipating a possible face-off with yates crowley consulted with mcgregor mathers who was the founder uh, the original founder of the order, a magician and founder of the Golden Dawn, and advised Crowley on spells that could convert Golden Dawn, mem- Golden Dawn members into siding with Crowley. Mathers also recommended Crowley dress in Celtic garb. So, um, it's it's so funny, dude. But it's crazy. Yeah, bet, this shit I actually used to have savings. <laughs> I bet my life savings that this motherfucker got diddled as a kid. Oh yeah, man. I'm, well all sorts of stuff dude and he was perfectly happy doing it to other people too but um <laughs> when crowley showed up to the london headquarters of the golden dawn on blythe road a physical confrontation ensued according to yates biographer richard elman a determined crowley attempted to ascend a flight of stairs while yates and other members of the golden dawn confronted him each shouting spells at each other despite their claimed mastery of their craft the battle ended when, according to Elman, Yates resorted to simple assault and cast his foot on Crowley's person. <laughs> so he just kicked the shit out of Crowley. When Crowley came within range, the forces of good struck out their feet and kicked him downstairs. So uh, Yates, dude, a good poet and apparently a badass uh, when it comes to fighting evil sorcerers. Because Yates was on the side of the original Golden Dawn you know, practices and rituals were all focused around um, more more white magic stuff. And and when Crowley came in, just like every organization he enters, eventually he he uh, manipulates uh, members and um, he turns their white magic uh, into dark magic and starts doing sexual rituals and whatnot. So again, a very strange guy. Um, the OTO, which still exists today, the Ordo Templi Orientis. These guys are weird, man. I've seen videos of these guys and their ceremonies. Um, if you want to listen to somebody that was actually a member of this cult, you can listen to uh, New York Patriot. He has a podcast. Um, and it's always really interesting because he can really break down rituals from television and movies and stuff that we all see. And he can explain it a lot better than than we can. So, um once again, if you just want to look into it, though, it's a interesting organization to look into because they use Thelema 
you know, the magic uh, practice and rituals that um, Elster Crowley wrote out. Um, after talking to who knows what, um, you know, Iwas, who knows what Iwas was and uh, who is really talking to, I, I tend to believe he might have been talking to some demons, but because, um, you know, somebody as negative and, and, and dark as him, you're not going to attract anything but the darkness. You know, we attract what we put out. So I don't see any. I don't see any good angels or spirits or otherworldly entities that are going to come down and give him any good information. I think it's a demonic manipulation of him. He opened himself up to it, and that's what happens. I mean, that's why you don't you don't mess with that stuff. It's it's playing with fire, man. But um, you know, once again, if you want to look into it, anybody, you know, I, I wish I had more time to put something together, but Thelema, interesting. So let's get to towards the end of Crowley's life. And uh, more about stuff that he directly influenced instead of being a part of himself. Um, and it is called the Babylon Working. And it was a series of magic ceremonies or rituals performed from January to March in 1946 by author, pioneer, rocket fuel scientist, and occultist Jack Parsons and Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. This ritual is eventually... Excuse me, real quick. Yeah, Wasn't Parsons involved in uh, like NASA? Yeah, P Parsons. Then, Parsons um, was the founder of Jet Propulsion's laboratory, so JPL, and um, he's you know he he's had he had contracts his entire life after that with the government, um, super top above top secret stuff, you know, special so, access programs black, essentially, yeah, black projects and uh, super high tech stuff. And he's if you watch interviews of him, he he says himself anything that you see on Star Trek. Or anything that you can think of like that, we've already done, you know. And like, you know, straight up admit, like man, civilization essentially. Right? He's like, he's like, all that stuff you see on TV. He's like, it's it's been around a long time, and we've been we've been having advanced technology way longer than anybody could ever imagine. So it's always interesting to watch uh, stuff about Jack Parsons. He's crazy, weird little guy, just like Alistair Crowley. He used to refer to Alistair Crowley as uh, the father. And all this stuff, and basically, you know, wanted to be mentored by Alistair Crowley, and they had a close relationship. Um, but this ritual that him and L. Ron Hubbard went out to the to the desert to do called the Babylon Working, um, it was designed to manifest an individual incarnation of the archetypal divine feminine called Babylon, which is basically the devil or the lady in red, which is basically, you know, the equivalent of of calling out Satan, you know, the project, but it says the project was based on the ideas of Aleister Crowley and his description of a similar project in his 1917 novel Moonchild. So that's what they went out to the desert to create. Um, Parsons thought that he was, you know, on the way to being a powerful sorcerer and magician. And um, he did the Babylon working. The first part of it uh, was to summon the lady um, in red, he thought that this girl that he had just met was the one that he had summoned, but he was wrong because his ritual obviously didn't work. But they took her, him and L. Ron Hubbard took her out to the desert and um, they did the ritual Babylon working and it was a sex ritual. And what it was supposed to do was um, it was supposed to impregnate this girl 
with the moon child or the antichrist to bring upon you know the end of the old christian world and to uh usher in his new thelemic um era of living and it's just it's crazy so pretty much they're trying to do the same thing as some of these fundamentalist christians want to do and that's bring about like the end times all the stuff so they probably they're... do a burning man nowadays you know everyone goes out to burning man to recruit people for uh for tech companies now so i'm sure they're doing stuff out there all sorts of rituals but um yeah it's, it's everywhere i mean the politicians well, one these... of these well they put one of these entities uh these non you know disembodied entities from other dimensions where well, they put them into like an ai form and they're the arbiter of truth and everything like that. Maybe that'll be the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, well, hopefully the ritual didn't work. But what people um, generally believe is that he is responsible for the Roswell incident and the ushering in of the current dark age of Satan. Um, a lot of people say that that ritual, the Babylon working, actually opened up um a rift or a portal to where all this shit can come through and they say that the uh the ships from roswell and all all sorts of other stuff that we um experience now today and the um the extreme sexual sexualization of everything is all responsible and uh, they say it all stems from this one ritual because he actually opened up time and space to let satan in and his armies and whatnot and now we're under full attack so um thank you alistair crowley and jack parsons and you piece of shit l ron hubbard you know l ron hubbard um designed scientology basic based around thelema and sex magic manipulating controlling people's will uh even though they say you know you know do whatever you want that doesn't mean everybody else that just means them but uh i know we don't know but if there is like alien grays, you know, like I've said in the past that I believe that they're interdimensional beings, I do think that they are satanic, but not satanic, but like, you know, like in league with the darkness, you know what I mean? I can, I can get down with that idea. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would, it would make sense. It's gotta be something cause it's, you know, if, if what a lot of people say is uh, we have this galactic federation that supposedly exists and um you know earth is a part of it and there's a galactic code that you can't break and manipulating um life on other planets and all this other stuff it sure is fuck breaking but, it but they're or supposedly this, us to do it um, to ourselves yeah there's supposedly this offshoot group um <laughs> that was chased here eventually and these are the, the fallen angels the story of the fallen angels um they were quarantined you know on earth and that's when you know the firmament the Van Allen radiation belts uh, make it impossible for your body to to get off this planet. Your spirit can exit, but your body can't. And that's because they were a criminal um, organization from, from one other um, species or civilizations on another planet um, that eventually messed with us. And they call me Anunnaki, whatever you want to call them. But um, yeah, that's what eventually... I can't even remember where I was going. Sorry, guys. But this is a little video about... Uh, the Babylon working ritual. 
By day, Jack Parsons seemed to be a man of science and logic. Little did his friends and family know that he was leading a double life, casting magic spells at night in the hopes that the universe would help his dreams come true. He met the magician Alistair Crowley and became deeply involved with the occult. They believed in a belief system called Thelema. Their mantra was, do what thou wilt, which was a way of manifesting their wants and desires into existence. Alistair Crowley had grown up in a strict Quaker household where his parents raised him to read the Bible on a daily basis. Later in life, he was able to attend Cambridge University where it became evident that he had a genius level IQ. He wholly rejected the teachings of the Bible and focused instead on secularism. However, anything against Christianity was interpreted as being demonic. Crowley fully embraced this as part of his identity, calling himself the Beast and attempting to summon powerful demons to come to his aid. From the time Jack Parsons was experimenting with rockets in his backyard as a kid, the idea that man could actually go into space was still a fantasy. Many people refused to believe that it could one day be real. And while it's hard for us to imagine now, the mere suggestion that man could reach the moon was considered to be rather sinful. While Thelema has plenty of spooky and paranormal elements to their religion, their core belief system was actually not too far away from many New Age beliefs and modern-day publications like The Secret, which calls the concept the Law of Attraction. Practitioners of Thelema did, in fact, believe in magic, but it wasn't just card tricks and parlor games. They practiced sex magic, which is exactly what it sounds like. They believed that the intense feeling people have while having an orgasm opens a gate to the universe. They believed that in that small window of opportunity, it is possible for a human being to perform a magic spell. All they really needed to do to perform this spell was to focus on their intention while having sex and their wish would come true because it was put out into the universe. Jack Parsons became the leader of his own group, and they would have huge sex magic orgies at his mansion in Pasadena. Not surprisingly, Parsons' wife did not enjoy this sort of lifestyle, so she left him. He began to have an affair with his wife's sister, Sarah Northrop Hollister, who believed very strongly in the occult. Unlike her sister, she actually enjoyed participating in these orgies, and Jack Parsons was just one of many men in the group that she would practice sex magic with. While it may not surprise anyone, Alistair Crowley was addicted to sex, and multiple orgasms in one day were no longer enough to satisfy him. He experimented with drugs, and he eventually became addicted to heroin, which was his downfall. At one of Jack Parsons' meetings, he and Sarah Hollister met a science fiction writer named L. Ron Hubbard. If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because Hubbard would go on to found the cult of Scientology. But at this time, he was one of the very few sci-fi writers who were writing in such detail about the possibility of sending humans into space. As a hardcore sci-fi nerd, Jack Parsons was thrilled to meet L. Ron Hubbard and invited him to join in on their parties as much as he wanted. Parsons believed that he could summon a goddess named Babylon. She is described as being the great mother of the earth and a symbol of sexually liberated women. He asked his followers to participate in a project called the Babylon Working. He thought that through all of these sex magic rituals, the Scarlet Woman would come along to give birth to the Moon Child. They believed that this child could be raised to aspire to travel to space instead of holding on to the comforts of Earth. They never actually gave birth to a real baby because they hoped that this would be more of a symbolic gesture for future generations of mankind. The Scarlet Woman was a symbol of free love throughout the world so people could have sex outside of marriage more openly. 
In a way, you could actually say that this spell actually worked. Just a few years later, the United States entered the space race and the entire world turned on their televisions to watch the first steps onto the moon. In the 1960s, the hippies then spread the free love movement that Parsons had hoped for. Maybe, just maybe, all of that sex magic actually ended up working. So, um, that's exactly uh, what he just said. That's exactly what they wanted to do. They started that whole movement of the hippies and, you know, not caring about anything, just doing drugs, having free, free love and all this stuff. And, you know, it causes a massive deterioration. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against having fun, but I mean, you can't, uh, you can't do some uh, black magic rituals while you're doing it. It's not going to participating in all that stuff um what's really interesting though is for some reason it goes across all these magical orders and all these things that i've seen over the time that um and alistair crowley had a fascination with this as well an obsession with the with the booty hole man and for some reason that's really important in magic i don't know what um what is so important about the the butthole but um a lot of these things are centered around that as well, so it's, it must be some type of energy uh, thing they got going. I don't know really too much about it, don't want to, but it's just interesting about all the stuff that these guys are into and and uh, what they can actually do. Um, it's kind of scary. But um, Aleister Crowley also influenced a lot, um, a lot of music and a lot of movies and just a lot of art that uh, we've all grown up with and everybody loves so much like uh, the Beatles, for instance, you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, you know, here's Aleister Crowley over in the, the left top hand corner. And these are all people that they were supposedly influenced by. So, I mean, you got the Beatles, um, you got Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I, that's really interesting too, because they're a more modern band, uh, more our generation, but you know, they had that, that album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And that's exactly what what crowley is talking about in uh thelema and all this stuff so it, it's crazy you know he first wrote that it says he first wrote about sex magic in his 1914 book liber ape so yeah crowley is just influencing everybody man uh led zeppelin david bowie iron maiden iron maiden's got the song called Moonchild, talking about the battle on working um, obviously ozzy Z. osbourne you know mr crowley got a whole song devoted to him but um a lot of movies and and art as well man it's just it's all over the place it's, yeah rolling stones so um yeah he's he's influenced our modern day more than anybody anybody knows that's that's pretty scary man well thank you alistair for your contribution to uh the degradation of humanity we appreciate a of, it. And a lot of people believe you. that he was he was an antichrist himself because of all the damage he's done to the earth. But um, well, if, if antichrist is just means the opposite of Christ, I mean, or against Christ, anti means him. against, right? He definitely would be an antichrist. Yep. Yeah, he, he definitely he, goes against the opposite of what Jesus he, taught. Yeah, he he was an influence on Anton Anton uh, Valet, is it? The, the satanic church guy yep. Anton Levy. yeah so there you go I mean and um, Aleister Crowley also had a couple of kids I believe he had a, a boy and a girl and they both died in mysterious circumstances 
So I think probably, that, sir, probably I think sacrificed. They're sacrificed for sure. You know, and he was probably abusing them in all sorts of ways as well, because that's what he was all about. You do whatever the hell you want. You can do as much sick shit as you want. And, you know, it's all, it's all good, man. Imagine a society if everybody got into that shit back in the day. Imagine what America would look like now. It'd be like the purge, dude. You know, all the time. People just running around like ra- dudes raping women and killing each other and just mass chaos everywhere. That's what he wanted. And he thinks that's uh, like living in the Garden of Eden or some shit. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. It'll never be allowed to happen. We have to have balance. Yep. It's got to be the yin yang, you know what I mean? There's a balance. Yep. Can't can't go one way or the other without having a balance. Yep. We we can all we all possess uh, magical talents, but it's all about if your your hand is is you know in, in tune with the light or the darkness. So it's all up to us to, to balance. And there can't be one without the other. You know, you can't More have good without bad. Know. Yeah everything was good all the time we would never know anything else and um you know we'd probably think it's it's horrible at times (laughs) you can't have light without darkness yeah and darkness without light you know it's it's a little bit of you know it's a mixed bag it's the yin yang it's what the yin yang represents right balance well yep what you got anything else you wanted to talk about or it's it for this week. All we'll right. see. We'll see tomorrow what 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 they're saying about these tic tac UFO things or whatever the fuck they're shooting down. So maybe yeah. we'll delve into that a little more next week. And yeah, who knows? Who knows what will happen by next by next weekend? So right, we could have a whole we might be in, can of worms. Yeah, we might be talking about an alien invasion. Who knows? That's right. Project <laughs> Bluebeam. Look into it if you don't know what that is. Yep. Definitely Project Bluebeam. Very interesting. Yeah. It's a UFO false flag to create global governance. But hologram technology. We'll we'll end it there then. Yep. Well, as always, I want to thank anybody that's listening. Um, We really appreciate your support. We love you guys. If you could give us a five-star rating and uh, a good review, we would love that as well. I know it always helps us get seen by more people, so Thanks for the support, everybody. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Nolan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for your support. Thank you, Nolan. And uh, love you guys. Uh, Take care. God bless, man. See you later, Chris. Adios. Have a good night. All right. You too, man. If they kill me on Friday, bury me on Sunday, moan for me Monday, then you gotta let me go go then you gotta let me go if they kill me on tuesday bury me on wednesday more for me thursday then you gotta let me go go then you gotta let me go saturdays are Celebration, honey. uh, mama, no need to worry about me. I promise that I'll be home soon. God got me like every day. Why the devil, like, what you gonna do? Temptation ain't motivation. 
This money could never make it better. Tatty cleaner than it had never been. But it's blood all on my wooden level. Ain't no telling if I'ma get it right. Look to God up on the city lights. Pray to God he wanted me to bow. Could being broke ain't really living life. People dying like every day. If I leave, tell them take care of me. If I ain't fit to see the sun again, somebody say a prayer for me. They kill me on Friday, bury me on Sunday, mow for me Monday. Then you gotta let me go, go. Then you gotta let me go. They kill me on Tuesday, bury me on Wednesday, mow for me Thursday. Then you gotta let In the event of my demise, I won't go kicking and screaming. I know that God had a reason. Just don't give up believing as long as the sun shines after the storm. So we don't cry at the dinner table. Rejoice and just be thankful. I made it home, second line, safe and sound. Battle with drinking, so please don't pull me no liquor. I on the curb, fight the urge to go retaliate. Carry on, just be strong enough to walk away. Uh, speak the truth, even if they crucify me. Uh, free my soul, even if they change my body. Uh, look to God if ain't no Can they love me when I'm knowing what they done to them? They kill me on Friday, bury me on Sunday, move for me Monday. Then you gotta let me go, go. Then you gotta let me go. They kill me. Celebration. Uh -huh.